Welcome to the Reclaiming You podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. On this podcast, I'm sharing my experiences of healing childhood trauma and the work that I do with my clients as a somatic trauma coach. We're also talking all about sex, love, relationships, career, and money as it pertains to healing and growth. The views on this podcast are my own, and keep in mind, I'm a cis white woman, so I have my own experiences of privilege. I may not always be able to relate to your journey, but I try my best to understand. If I do any harm, please reach out. I'm always willing to repair it. This podcast is mainly for women and AFAB people, but it's honestly for anybody on a journey of healing and growth. So enjoy. Welcome back to the Reclaiming Me podcast. As always, I am your host, Valerie Schrader. Oh, today's episode, I want to dive into a little bit of my own recent energy clearing, healing journey, whatever. Um, and it's funny because it completely applies to the workshop that I am getting ready to host on uh, clearing and protecting your energy. In fact, if you want to check that out, I have an online version of it that will be on October 13th. Um, you can check that out in the show notes. But I'm I'm saying this, like, funnily enough, because I always find that for those of us that do this type of work, a lot of the times, like, the things that we are teaching or coaching on, working with our clients on, it's stuff that, like, comes up for us as well whether it is right before or during the midst of it. For me, this has very much been during the midst of it because I had this whole idea for this workshop um, and it's kind of been like ruminating in my head for a couple months now and just letting it slowly unravel in my brain, letting it slowly like pull itself out into the world from the ether that it was created and of course, again, because this it's all about clearing and protecting your energy, right? It it started to lit up light up some things for me. So we're gonna dive into that. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, like I have done a lot of healing around my childhood, a lot of um, experiences in my life. I was diagnosed with CPTSD um, several, several years ago and just went on this big healing journey. And then I also work as a somatic trauma coach and help people, um, mostly women and AFAB people, with their own journeys and to stop repeating the same patterns and issues in their life like I was doing because it's not fun And we have these big dreams and desires and goals for ourselves that go unfulfilled when we're stuck in these patterns that are related to the shit from our childhood. So so I'm not new to dealing with any of these things. But as I find with my clients and myself, there's always things that come up at particular times when either you're ready to face it or you've just made enough space because of what you've worked through to to actually see a certain thing and to deal with it. And that's where I've found myself. So it's been very interesting because I'm like, ooh. 
<laughs> the thing that I'm teaching, I'm literally practicing on a daily basis right now. How fun, right? But it's good because it's giving me good insight on like what the direction of this is going to look like and everything. And just as with all things, I find that the thread between the issue we're experiencing and, and the root causes of it all are really, really interesting. And sometimes they don't make sense until you start to like pull at the thread and you, you look at things from a couple steps back and then you can be like, ah, okay, I see exactly how we got to this point. So I have noticed for a very long time that I have a huge lack of interest. Like when I really think about it from a calm, clear space, I have a huge lack of interest of promoting my business on social media, like creating Instagram posts and stuff, social media posts and feeling like I have to do it every day. And I I used to not make myself do that. Like even with my old business, I would only post like three times a week or so. We We really didn't do a whole lot. Pretty simple. And then, of course, like I pivoted to just solely coaching instead of like coaching and running my my studio. And I was listening to a lot of the typical business coaches that are like, you have to post every day. You have to share about it. It takes so much more effort for people to see things because it's a big online world and it's congested and all that. And I don't know if this is like the Gen X in me. But like I didn't grow up with the internet, right? The the interwebs happened for me late in high school and then into adulthood. Like I I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college and it was huge. <laughs> like I kind of wish I still had it just to compare like the phone that I'm recording this on with the phone that I used to speak into on a daily basis. Um it was pretty fancy when I had it. But <laughs> but it was huge. So I know that, you know, in a digital age and considering like the most of my business is online, although I do stuff locally in Columbus where I'm at. Um, so I know if you are in Columbus, Ohio, yes, I do things in person. So you can also check that out. But it's just never been a thing for me. And I, I started doing the thing that I advise my clients not to do where I listen to all the other voices and I push myself and I push myself and I push myself. And then I noticed it became this like very frantic thing where I was feeling like I needed to post all the time to get ahead. I would be looking for the thing to say that would help people, that would get them interested. And it just didn't feel good to me. And I recognized like a big part of that was this need to feel good enough, right? Like I needed to feel chosen. I needed to feel picked. And it it was something that I had worked through with relationships. Like, oh my God, I worked through that so much with like romantic relationships of how I would stay in fucking shit ass relationships with horrible partners or just completely un, unaligned partners um, to be good enough. I'd go on dates with people that I really wasn't interested in going on dates with. I, I was spending time with people that I didn't want to spend time with. 
um, wasn't standing up for myself. And, and it wasn't just romantic relationships. It was friendships as well. And, you know, getting involved in business situations I didn't really want to be involved in. And it, of course, none of it worked out well because I wasn't doing it from the same purpose or like from the as when I was aligned with things, when it felt good, when I was just doing it because it felt good or being with somebody because it felt good. Like I think about some of my friends now, um, my friend Betsy and I, like we've known each other for a really long time and we actually um, fell out of touch for several years and rekindled our relationship um, because by chance we ran into each other when I was walking my dog. And it's so easy to be with her. It's so easy to talk to her. It's so easy to spend time with her because there's nothing about like, I need you to like me. I need you to like me. Like that was never our relationship. We just liked each other. We all like thinking about that. I'm like, okay, if I compare other relationships where I've, I've had this energy of like, I need you to like me. I need you to love me. And I'm afraid to say things to you versus those type of friendships where I'm just myself, right? I, I don't, I don't feel weird about being weird. I don't feel like I need to be anything. And there's like a lot of our growth journey aligns with each other because again, we we are just so naturally aligned. And this is with many of my friends. I'm just using her as an example because I love her. Um, anyway, so we've got that going on. And as I'm I'm looking at like, okay, why is this coming up so much like when I'm promoting my business? And why am I pushing myself to do something I don't want to do as a means to get liked? Because now this energy is behind it and it feels really messy and really mucky and it just doesn't feel good. And I'm recognizing like, oh, I have all these voices in my head. And because I've worked through so much stuff with romantic relationships with friendships with business relationships like doing stuff with people that I knew like it just it didn't feel right it's not necessarily that the person themselves that I was getting involved with was a bad person or anything like that it just wasn't the right move like you ever have that moment where you're like it's not that there's something wrong with this person or whatever and I'm sure this thing that this opportunity it it works for somebody else it just doesn't fucking work for me that's where I was at so I'm looking at all this and I'm like, oh, well, all of those things are good. Also starting to notice some um, sciatica pain, some hip pain, like getting really prominent again. And it's always been there, but it was like starting to show up again more. And some neck pains and stuff, um, which I'm going to get to in a bit. So <laughs> this is all going to make sense. And here's something that I know to be true as a somatic coach and somebody that has taught embodiment work for decades. Your body, the physical pains that you have are oftentimes on some level attached to something emotionally or mentally. Like a lot of times when we get sick, a lot of times when we experience illness and pains, there's some attachment there, whether it be like, and and it's attachment to unresolved emotions and pain. And things that we have refused to face. And I'm not saying it's everything, but there's a large percentage of what we experience in our bodies that has to do with the mind, right? And it doesn't mean that you don't treat the body as well, right? Like, so 
all of this is coming up, right? And I'm starting to naturally move. And then things are bubbling to the surface. And part of this whole workshop that I'm teaching is going to be teaching literally how to move through things, like how to move through the physical discomforts and pains that an unprocessed shit in our body that is affecting us. And then how do we move forward there? Because when we're talking about protecting your energy, I'm not talking about just wearing um, some amulet and like, okay, well, I'm good to go. Like, no, there's there's in, internal work that has to be done, right? To me, protecting your energy is a practice and boundaries, like hardcore. It just is. Um, so it's it's all the things. But as I'm, I'm starting to unravel these threads, I'm noticing a couple things coming up. And they're really interesting because I'm like, again, I've cleared through so much of this shit. Why is this coming up here? Right? Well, it's, it's like that last attachment. But then I had this big aha moment because I started tracking my dreams again regularly. I hadn't done it for like a month or two. Um, and as I was tracking my dreams, I was noticing my ex popping up. That is my daughter's father. Um, and then everything started to make sense because then I asked myself the question one morning, why is it that I am, um, feeling this, both this discomfort in, and not feeling good enough. But at the same time, I'm noticing I'm really struggling with some of my in-person events. And I have been for a while now. And I, I kind of chalked it up to like, well, you know, for 17 months, I've been dealing with my dad um, going through cancer treatment and all of that shit. And of course, like, I haven't been as invested. I haven't been promoting as much. But I'm like, no, part of the problem is like, I feel this urgency to promote and I don't need to go overboard with things. So like, why am I having hard times with all this stuff? And so as I started asking myself those questions, everything started to get clear. And I recognized that there were a couple different things happening here. One, that feeling of not good enough was... There was some ancestral stuff there, but there was also some stuff with my ex. But then this issue I was having with a lot of, you know, things just naturally filling up and uh, trusting how I promote things. Because when I actually promote my business and promote what I'm offering people at the time, I usually do it through a lot of in-person events. Um, Most of my clients have actually come through my podcast, reaching out without needing to do that stuff. I don't like doing it. It's not naturally the way that I tend to communicate with people. And it feels very pressured and rushed. And I'm sure like at some point I will find a way to do that that feels better to me. But as of right now, it's just not the thing. It's not the thing I enjoy doing. It never has been. And I, instead of fight, like trying to force that and fighting against that need, I'm asking myself the question, I'm like, okay, so I know how I like to do things. And every, every time I do, because when I can talk to people 
at, at different times, you know, in, in different situations, like in person or when I can really share things from a much more relaxed perspective and versus trying to fit it into like a short conversation or like trying to make it look a certain way like everybody else does it, right? The trends, whatever. I don't do that shit. It doesn't feel good to me. It's never felt good to me. So when I step back from that and look at, okay, how how do I want to do things? Because I know how I like to do them but like what is stopping me from doing that and is there anything else that I want to do on top of that um none of it is coming back to the social media shit so I'm looking at all that and going like okay so what is the hindrance here and then it got to the shame piece and the minute I got to that shame piece this feeling of pain like this deep rooted pain in my sciatic like started getting bigger. Um, it started getting really, really prominent. And I noticed that was the piece that was attached to my ex. See, with my ex, there was this time, like right after I had left him, when we um, we started the custody case because my mom paid my ex to do that. Yes, that's a real thing that happened. It was her version of a smear campaign, just, you know as intensely as she could do it, right? And as expensively as she could do it, um, it was to get back at me. So I noticed that this memory popped up when we were going through this custody case and he both on the stand and then in a time where he picked my daughter up for a visitation, he tried to shame me for living with my dad. Because right after um, I left, like, I had lost my job, um, and, you know, I also was leaving with, like, nothing except my daughter's crib and our clothing and toys and stuff like that, Um, because he was a lot like my mom, (laughs) as you do, right? You pick pick somebody like your shit parent. Um, Anyway, I... I felt a lot of shame for that. And the truth of the matter was like, I was getting back on my feet and I was a single mom. I needed the support and I needed the help. We've lived together for years. And I logically, I was like, wait, I I pay a good chunk of the bills. I like the furniture in the house that needed to be replaced. Like 90% of the furniture in this house I purchased. Um, It was practical. One, like, we, you know, he helped me raise my child and he was there to support. So, like, it just became practical and easy for that. I helped pay the bill. So, I carried a lot of shame for that. And there was something attached to that shame that was like, it means something about me to to live in this dynamic. And it means something about my success level. So, it's like, afraid for people to know that. And I, like, I hadn't thought about it for years. I didn't even think that this was something that there was still some residual feelings toward. Um, But there was. So as I started to face that and, you know, I was going through this whole process of tracking my dreams and then doing some work with my body to release where this was being held. Because like I said, it was attached to some really, really deep sciatic pain. I started noticing, like... I just started to feel differently about what I was 
creating and what I was doing. And people reaching out saying, hey, I, I would love to have you at this speaking event or hey, I'm interested in working with you as a coach or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, right? There's been so many things that have popped up. All all it came from was acknowledging this place where I was holding on to this weird fucking old wound and story from a man That was so deeply insecure in himself that he found ways to push that insecurity on others. Because his whole reason for shaming me with that was one, a a way to try to regain control. But like, he was always concerned with image. He was always concerned with image and having this, this certain life and this certain look, right? The keeping up with the Joneses was like his calling card. Um, But I made it mean something about me and my success, Because I was also then allowing it to mean something about like, well, people are not going to think I'm as successful as I am knowing that my father and I live together, Um, which by the way, thank God we do because being his caretaker over the last, uh, you know, almost two years, I can't even imagine having to like go back and forth through homes if that was the case, like just trying to get him to and from his appointments and things like that and be there for him. Like, I'm so glad that I have been. Um, but it has nothing to do with my success, right? But it's it's one of those things like where we, there's a certain image of success that we need to have based on what society tells us and then somebody else shames us if we are not living up to it or like puts in our head that we have to be at this certain level and we have everything has to look a certain way like you know I have clients that are like just unpacking in their head like how they need to network and connect with people and how that all has to look and the type of job they have to have and the type of money they need to be earning and I'm like is that you or is that your fucking parent? Because I guarantee you it's them or somebody else in your life. For me, this was all about my stupid ass ex. So not only was I addressing this issue within my business, but I was also addressing a body issue that had existed for years. And, you know, I had I made so much progress on it because I had dealt with so many other issues and like also the the very real injuries that I had been through and then the the other um, traumas that I experienced. But here was this last thing. And <laughs> it's been really funny, like even just in the last week, like noticing how much better my hip feels like I had this really therapeutic little swamp um, that I did even last night where I, I could just feel some feelings coming up. And I just I was like, all right, well, there's still some residual stuff here. So we're just gonna let it the fuck out. And I could feel this moment where there was like this really good pop in my hip and it, you know, like there's the good pop and the bad pop. And this pop was like that, that flood of like relaxation and ease in the muscle and the tendons and everything. And I was like, oh, this is fabulous. (laughs) It's like, I needed that. And just like afterward, I was just like, I like, isn't it amazing how much this works? Like I teach this work, but like when you do it yourself, you even have your own moments where you're like, wow, this works so well. Yeah. When we address things in the body and get to the root of it, it doesn't mean like I had to like 
dig through these memories and like relive this whole thing. I just acknowledge where things came from, let myself move through the feelings with it and let, let, let myself, you know, have those little moments where I worked with my body to see where it was held and moved it through. Like I did some, a butterflying exercise that I teach in this workshop um, that I've done through so many sexual traumas that relieved a lot of pain and issues within my hips and pelvic floor. All of this stuff was just moving through. So <laughs> as I'm as I'm going through all of this, right, because I said there's another part of this, right, that's resolving. And then I'm like, okay, but there's still a little bit like that feels deeper than my experience with him, right? There feels like there's something else here and it's all on the right side of my body because this is where the sciatic thing is, but there's also like I it mentioned, like there's that whole feeling in my um, neck and it was running down through like my throat and everything or up through my throat. So I'm feeling into it. And I'm noticing it and I'm like, okay, there's, there's some stuff here. What is going on here? And then I recognize because, um, fun fact, when you do energy work, you will notice that on sides of the body that you hold specific things, um, depending on the family line. So, I typically notice with people like all of their stuff related to their matrilineal line is on the left side of their body and their patriarchal line, you know, the, the line of their father or father figure is all on the right side. Um, we know through a lot of um, work on epigenetics that bodies hold a blueprint for generational traumas and wounds. So... As I was feeling into things, I was clearing up that whole issue with my ex, which did not take very long. And once I pinpointed it and did the exercises, I recognized, oh, this is deeper and it's running down the side of my body. And in certain points of the body, um, you will notice they tend to hold very specific types of wounds. So like Stuff around the neck is, you know, things left unsaid. Stuff around the shoulders is usually there's a lot of judgment and shame being held there. Around the hips and legs, right? There tends to be feelings around like carrying um, things that aren't ours or carrying too much, right? So I'm feeling into it and I go into the same practice I do with my clients. It's funny, like in the last couple of weeks, I've done these this practice with my clients and then I ended up doing it with myself. I was like, all right, we're going to feel into this and see what's here. So I'm, I'm doing the exercise of massaging down through my neck and then into my sciatic and my hip. And I'm using some breath work to amplify the feelings just gently enough that like I can, I can get a better sense of what's going on in there, but not to the point where I'm feeling like traumatized by anything. Cause the goal of the somatic work is not to be traumatized by anything. It, it's to address it and to move it through your body. So I'm doing this self massage work and I'm doing this exercise and, and breath work. And then I get a sense of things and I'm like, where does this come from? This, this, 
feeling of not good enough and this needing to, at the same time, hide, right? Where it's like you want more, but, and you want somebody to prove that you're enough, but at the same time, you're hiding. I was like, is this something from my lifetime or has it been passed down? And I immediately got that, that internal, like, subconscious answer of, um, it's passed down. So here's some things that I know on my dad's side of the family. My grandmother was German Jewish. My grandfather was German. And I know that within her family line, like after doing a lot of the ancestry reports, the DNA checking and all that, I know that there was this move from Poland into Germany. And then of course, my grandmother, they left Germany. And looking at the timeline of this, my, my third great grandmother, that's when everybody started leaving and moving across the border, which was also in the time range in the early 1800s, where there were a lot more proclamations about the Jewish citizens in um, Poland and feelings like that. Because I know on my dad's side and my mom's side, there are definitely some issues around good enough, right? But on my dad's side, it's very prominent. It's an issue that my dad has carried for a long time and a belief about himself or a struggle that he's had about around himself for a really long time. And then there's also, that's something that's been passed down. And I noticed it with my grandmother as well. My grandmother was a beautiful artist, but really didn't believe in her work. And I knew that her mother, I, I didn't get to meet my great grandmother. She died just a couple years before I was born. Um, She's always very hard on her. You know, the only thing that I know of that is my dad said, like, there was, I think, some suspicion, like, she didn't really want to be a mom or, like, something around that. Like, life life did not turn out the way she wanted it to. And and there wasn't a lot of acknowledgement of our, our Jewish ancestry. Like, I mean, I had to go through, again, all of the reading and look at, like, registered names and the DNA and all that to figure this out. So... I have all of that backstory, but as I'm feeling into things, I can immediately feel it. And just this sense of shame and this hiding and not being good enough. And it makes complete fucking sense to me because of course we wouldn't feel good enough. Of course my family wouldn't feel good enough because there were all these restrictions. There was all this needing to um, register and then hide and flee because you know, an entire fucking, um, country was saying like, uh, we don't like you. We don't like you. But this is all in there. And then I'm like, ah, this is the, this is some of that residual ancestral work. Cause I've done so much of it, but I had never connected like that on that level to this line in my body. So I could just get a sense of each of these women and where this lived and where this really like hit home this one really hit home and as I'm massaging I'm just kind of checking in and like seeing internally like what are the messages here what is the lesson here what needs to be known what needs to be done and I'm realizing the biggest thing that needs to be done is is to forgive it built up so much bitterness and it made so much sense to me then that my, my great grandmother 
was so bitter and so hard on my grandmother and then the amount of worry that my grandmother built into herself and the amount of um worry that my dad built into himself and then the way that that affected me and the the parts of me that were very resistant to all of that but needed to fit in with my family by upholding the story when I didn't want to uphold it right everything just started to make sense because a lot of times like when we are that person that starts to challenge family narratives There's that part of us that is resistant to it and there's the part of us that is afraid to resist it because we will lose the ability to fit in anymore. And yet it's the thing that we have to do. And sometimes, depending on your family, it can be very healing for them as well. But it's a crapshoot. It really is because you don't know how they're going to react to it. You don't know how if you start going against the grain of what your family has always done and how your family has always lived... You don't know if they're going to follow follow you or if they're going to be like, nope, you're stepping too far out there, girly. You better, you better pull back. Um, and for my dad, like he's always wanted the best for me. He's always wanted me to be happy, to do what makes me happy, to be in this world in a way that fulfills me. It's just been really hard for him to do that for himself. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go on this journey. And that forgiveness was the bitterness passed down and the wound that was passed down from this and just acknowledging where it came from, why it existed. And as I started to do that, I felt like all of this tension leave my neck. I felt my throat relax because it was feeling really swollen. I let myself have a moment where again, I swamped it all out. I got angry on behalf of my family because there was so much carried that was unprocessed because it didn't feel safe to process it and it didn't even feel like there was a right to process it all of this was just moving through my body and again things almost instantly started shifting did it all of a sudden mean like um in the last you know month or so like I have had five million clients or whatever no but again I noticed little opportunities come up. I noticed connections with people coming up more and everything just kind of shifting and changing and, you know, new people signing up for like my in-person circles and things like that and, and my events. And I'm saying all this and I'm sharing all of this to kind of show you like my own process of dealing with some of this and what I've been going through, but also to hopefully inspire you that the things that you're holding on to and the things that are still affecting your energy, your energetic body, your physical body, there is a way through them that is a lot gentler. It doesn't have to be this whole like drawn out, talk about it to the depths work. Sometimes it really is through these movement practices and these ways of connecting with the body that allow you to address what's there without like going into the deep dirty details of it and it doesn't mean you're not going to have these little moments of crying I've definitely hell even in the last week or so I've had a few moments of just crying and some of it has just been it's not even crying for myself it's just what my family carried for so long 
and just crying on their behalf, the tears that they didn't let themselves cry or didn't didn't even have a place to cry, right? Um, and then, you know, as I was moving through this stuff with my ex, like I let myself be angry and I let myself grieve the part of me that felt like I had to carry somebody else's beliefs and shame that I I never needed to carry. That's how we move through this stuff. So I hope it inspires you to look at those things in a different way. And again, if you want to come to the workshop and learn some of these methods firsthand and you know, we, we, we're going to share, we're going to, we're going to swamp it out. We're going to move our bodies. We're going to clear the, clear some space within our psyche and our bodies for something. And we're going to do it all in a very witchy way, which is exactly how I do this. Um, so definitely check that out. Like I said, it'll be on October 13th. And I would love to hear from you. If you have had any of these similar experiences, have you noticed certain things coming up for you that you're recognizing like, oh, I, I think that might tie back to something from my past, from my family or whatever. Um, let me know. I would love to hear. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave me a review. Share this with somebody you think could use it as a like little nudge to be like, hey, I, th- I think... That issue that keeps popping up for you, um, I think it has something to do with something else. So, yeah, do all the things. But again, I hope that this just inspires you. Turn to your body. It has a lot of wisdom. And it also has some really amazing ways to deal with the shit that we hold within it.